0: We've been going through a series about hearing the voice of God, called The Still Small Voice. Hearing and discerning God's spoken word. And um, last night, I, Linda and I had an opportunity to go to dinner with my new leadership coach and his wife, who are in from Tennessee. And so we went to a local restaurant, and we sat down at the table, and uh, my coach, Rick, you know, introduces himself to the to the waiter, who remained nameless for his safety and security, and um, says, "Hey, I'm Rick, and um, we're going to pray before the meal, and we want to pray for you. And so, would you be thinking about what you'd like prayer for when you come back to give us your order?" The guy was like, "Sure." And he, you know, goes away, and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if he's going to, like, swap out our table now. And so he comes back, and, and, uh, and Rick says, great, have you thought about it? What is it that you'd like prayer for? He says, well, I'd just like to have, a, you know, just health and, you know, like a long life. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, this is the boilerplate answer. Come on, this is not the real thing, right? And so Rick just said, you know, uh, how old are you? insert name. And he says, well, I, I'm 27. And, and he said, so what have you been doing up until now? Well, and then the guy got vulnerable and he said, I had this scholarship and I blew it. I was a full ride scholarship and I blew it. And now I'm out of school and I'm trying to work my way back. And so then Rick said, so what's the dream that if you're 27 now, when you're 30, where do you want to be? And the guy looked like this. And I thought, Oh. Well, that's interesting. That seemed like a really benign question. He said, it's so interesting that you said that that way because exactly in my journal last night, I wrote down, I'm 27, and when I'm 30, this is where I want to be. And he wrote it down. He said, so what is that? And so the guy explained that he wants to be, I think he wants to go into real estate, and he's got a couple ideas. And so he said, great, but when we pray for our meal, we're going to pray for that. And so we took our orders, and then when our food came, You know, we didn't include him, although we could have. Um, He was pretty uncomfortable. So it made sense that we just spent some time praying for him. And then Rick said, I'm going to give you my number. And if you want to call me and you want want me to help you with some next steps, or I just want to encourage you, when God comes through for you, I would love to know about it, right? So what was going on? First of all, Rick was just willing to take a risk. He didn't mind. He wasn't afraid that the other person, that the waiter was going to feel a little uncomfortable because Rick was very comfortable. Because Rick's posture was to love. He was listening to what the Lord had to say so that he could love this young man. And even something as benign as that very generic question ended up being a divine word from God that that guy wrote in his journal the night before. Right? Sometimes we miss these opportunities because they seem too obvious or they think, oh, this can't be a word from the Lord. But hanging in there when someone's even a little uncomfortable ended up, I mean, at the end, you know, he thanked us and we all fist bumped and the whole thing. Well, Rick's going to go back to Tennessee. Andrew and Linda live in Chico. So Andrew and Linda can go back to that restaurant and we can make sure that we look for that waiter and we can ask him how it's, how it's going. And we can continue to follow up. Why? Because this is what love looks like. So as we're going through this series, there's uh, four building blocks that we've been talking about. Just want to remind you really quick. Humility, stillness, purity, and perseverance have been four things I've put in front of you every single week with cardboard boxes just to remind you. Because we want this to stick in your mind. These are four building blocks for posturing our hearts, for hearing God's voice. And they're really important. And so we want to keep that in mind as we're trying to listen to what God has to say for someone else and give them a word from him, or even listening to God ourselves so that we would continue to humble ourselves. We would um, not be so um, dogmatic to hold on to things that surely God said he's going to give me a Ferrari next week. Surely he said that. Well, that might just be your own desire. I don't know. I'm just going to go out on a limb, right? So it's amazing when someone gets something in their head. Oftentimes they can convince themselves it's the Lord. That's why we need godly counsel and be in community and hearing from others and get that confirmation in other ways. We need to also test what God we think God's saying through his word. And and it could it always must line up with the written Logos word of God. So it's very critical for us to be Bible readers and Bible learners and continuing to look at his written word so that we can test whether his rema, spoken word, uh, is from him or not. Now, when I say spoken word, some of you are new, so I just want to catch up really quick. For me, God's only spoken to me audibly that I know of once in my whole life. And yet God puts these thoughts and pictures and little little ideas in my head, seemingly out of nowhere. He even gives me melody lines for new songs, which I've been working on, right? Just I'm brushing my teeth and all of a sudden I'm hearing this broke minuet in my head and I'm like, I need to write this down or sing it into my phone. Why? Because God is, all songs are written in heaven and received by people who listen. And words from God are oftentimes introduced when we're driving or showering or we're not thinking about God, but there's other times when we quiet our hearts intentionally and say, God, I really need to hear from you. Lord, what is it that you want to say to me? And he wants to put things on your heart and your mind. So with that, I want to invite my friend Michael Wadlow up. He's incredibly passionate about hearing God's voice and teaching other people. Uh, Michael, we, I've been talking for the last few weeks about looking and listening. And there's so many places in the Word where... Um, Let's say John looked and he heard in Revelation, right? And so he's, he's expecting to see something from God, and yet he's in the midst of it looking or watching for what God might show us in a picture or even a vision, like a moving picture, like a movie, on the screens of our mind. And hearing words or phrases, they oftentimes go together. So help us. What's that like for you?
1: Right. So um, first let me say a couple things because... Uh, I grew up in an environment that was Christian, but didn't do this stuff. And so, at 25, I had an encounter with the Lord, and my life changed, and it just so happened that hearing the voice of God and things related to the gifts was just starting to become a thing at Neighborhood Church, and I kind of got in on the front part of that wave, and I was in awe. I was like, wait, God talks to people? And then I watched a friend of mine prophesy, and I'm like, time out. God talks to you for other people? And I got super excited, and in that moment, I'm like, I'm all in on this. Whatever it is, I'm, I sold the house, I'm going down that road. Problem was, for the next, let's see, that was 98, this is 2023. For the next 25 years, even to now, I have struggled with hearing the voice of God. And I know I stand on this stage, and it looks really simple. And some of you have come to our classes, and we make it look real easy. And we tell you it's really easy. It's easy because of some things that we've learned to do. But the harder I try, the harder it is. So this is why it's fun to get to share this with you. is because the more convinced you are that God loves you and that He wants this for you, the less you try to get it from him, and the more you just receive it. The easier it is to wait, and by the way, sometimes you wait for days and weeks, and if you're not sure that he wants to answer you, you won't. You'll be done after 10 minutes. And so, um, for me, in this last season, I've been in a lot of transition for the last uh, 10 years. And there are many, many mornings where I wake up really tired. Um, How many of you know when you're in constant transition, emotionally you get a little worn out, and so you don't eat as well, you don't sleep as good, you don't live in the discipline that you should, so you're going to bed late. And then first thing in the morning when you wake up really tired, the enemy comes and he's like, boom, here's a negative thought. Right? The cool thing is, for me, I often also wake up with a song in my heart that the Lord gave me. And so uh, for me, I'll often find myself brushing my teeth and realize, oh, I've had this song in my head all morning and then I'm like, okay, Lord, which line is it that you're trying to say? Um,
0: That's, a good That's a follow-up question, right? You see the importance of a follow-up question to go deeper?
1: Yeah, because a lot ahead. of times they're, um, they're like rock and roll songs, right? Usually older ones, but, and there's like one line, right? Like God will use Van Halen if he needs to use Van Halen, to say the one phrase that you need to hear, right? Because um, if he's bringing it to mind, it's him. Yeah, quick yeah. quick note. How many of you guys remember the band Heart from the 80s? Yeah. Do you remember that song, Listen to Your Heart? Yep. Yeah. He has given me that line so many times when I'm struggling with, should I do this, should I do that? And all of a sudden that song, when I stop striving and I just rest that song will just kind of be inside me somewhere, and all of a sudden I'll realize I'm hearing it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't need control. I can just go with the flow because he's leading me. He holds my heart. So, um, but what often happens, or has happened, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll have this song, I'll brush my teeth, I'll go make my coffee, and I run upstairs and I sit down and I'm like, here I am. And pretty soon, I'm like, where are you at? <laughs> so I'll switch. I'll read my Bible. Where are you at? Right? Um, and what, I, what ends up having to happen is I have to still my mind and begin to give thanks and praise. How many of you guys know Psalm 100? Enters gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and bless his name. And I have found that to be the most effective way for me to get my eyes focused on something. Because otherwise, I I move into suspicion. Maybe I should have done this. I should have gone to bed earlier. I shouldn't have eaten that junk food yesterday. Like my friend Veronica says, don't should on yourself. I'm really good at that if I'm not focused on the Lord. And so, I just begin to thank Him. And it could be for little things like my... Um, like how the day went yesterday or a provision that's come in. I just, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Graham Cook says, give thanks until you become thanks, which is by itself really powerful. Have you ever given thanks for so long that it just starts to f- pour out of you? Um, there was a lady who wrote a book called Beyond the Veil. She talks about entering into the, into the throne room, and, and she talks about how she would set aside time to give 15 minutes to praise each person of the Trinity, to rehearse their attributes, to rehearse the uniqueness of each person in the Godhead. And and by the way, I, I spent a lot of time practicing this stuff just to train my brain and also to see what would happen if I did it their way. And I've had really strange and unique experiences because I bothered to try, And I can't even explain them all to you, but it's just because I decided a long time ago, I'm going to learn this. I hunger for this. And it flows out of sitting in and living from his presence. And so I would get in, I'll get in this Thanksgiving and praise place and I'll just begin to thank him. God, this is what you do. This is what you've done. Thank you so much for this and that and the other. And then I'll just begin to praise him. Lord, you are the one who sits on the throne. The highest heavens. You are raised above it all. The Father has seated you at his right hand. And I just begin to declare what's true about Jesus. Or about the Father. Or about the Holy Spirit. And usually I do all three. Just like I learned from that book. And then uh, I'll begin to, to look. To watch. And... This is where you guys have all heard me say, if, I've, if you've been here before, I'll stand up here and I'll say, okay, picture Jesus. You guys all done that with me, right? Most of you? It's because I, sometimes I'm so busy trying to see stuff, I'm like, am I just imagining things? Like, what the heck is going on? And so, for me to give myself something to focus on, to focus on the majesty of Jesus, the resurrected King, And to try and just envision, and by the way, it's better for me if I don't try and do this from my head. It's better for me if I try and see it in my heart, inside, right? Steven uh, did an exercise and Andrew did one with you too, where you picture the front of your house and you walk through the door. You guys can all see that right now, right? It's in, your mind is not right here. It's in here somewhere. This is your brain. Your mind's in here. In your mind, you can see the front door of your house. You can picture yourself walking through it, sitting down in your favorite chair, whatever. Well, that's what I do. I begin to picture Christ there. Sometimes for me, Psalm 23 has become pretty, pretty important. And I, I really love this passage. He leads me down paths of righteousness for His name's sake. I am here for Him. To the best of my ability, on my best days, I'm like, God, I am all yours. What? I just want to live for you. So the idea that he would lead me for his glory is like so, so cool. And so sitting in Psalm 23 and some of those things, I've kind of developed this picture of Jesus in a very casual posture, leaning on a boulder with his foot in a stream or a pond like the person Jesus, not the resurrected king, but the person that walked the earth. And so sometimes I'll just sit down and I'll picture him, the playful and fully at peace Jesus, who might even kick a little bit of water in my direction because he's just messing with me. And I'll just watch that. And sometimes pictures come, sometimes they don't. Sometimes his peace just goes deeper and his presence increases. Sometimes I just sit with him and that's it. Uh, But I have found that for me, if I don't use some of those tools, especially on those harder days, I'll do my quiet time and check off the boxes and I'll leave and I'm like, I never really met with God. Hmm.
0: So... Yeah, for me, I just try to think of an attribute of God. So my favorite is the kindness of God. And I just thank Him for that. And it's oftentimes as I'm thanking Him for that, then, then I get in a space where my heart is quiet and then say, Lord, is there anything you want to say? Lord, how should I pray for my son? And I wait. Or how should I pray for my wife? Or how should I pray for my day? Mm-hmm. Or, um, and then just names will pop into my head. I'm like, oh. Tammy Smith. Okay, well, I'm going to pray for her right now. Oh, I'm supposed to pray for, you know, China. Great. I'm going to begin praying for China right now. Sometimes the Lord will just, if it pops into my head, I do it. Why? Because praying for things is a great move. Always, right? So, little transition here. We want to have you do a listening exercise with us. Um, It is not a Typical preaching Sunday, so there'll be some testimonies and things like that. Um, Tell us about the listening exercise. How do we do it? What do we do?
1: All right, so we've done this before if you've been here with us for a while, but we are going to listen corporately for a friend of ours. And today it's going to be a woman named Donna, who you'll meet at the end of the service. And what I want to invite you to do is to lean back into the love of the Father. Remember, He loves you. He doesn't withhold good things from those he loves, the Bible says. Yep. And, um, by the way, this doesn't have to do with confidence. Your feeling is not the predeterminate on whether or not you're going to hear. I didn't feel at all spiritual yesterday, but I prayed for a buddy who broke, maybe broke some ribs before he went and rode in a race yesterday. And he messaged me last night. He's like, dude, the, the ribs didn't bother me at all. I didn't feel anything. I just was like, well, it's the right thing to do. (laughs) Right? Um, So, I want you to rest in his character, not your ability. And we're going to take two minutes, and I want you to just ask the Lord, is there a picture, a phrase, a concept, or impression that you want to give me for Donna this morning to encourage and strengthen her? And then uh, we're going to have you text it. If you have the Poll Everywhere app, you guys can use that and send it in. If not, you can text it right there. Yeah, text it to
0: 37607. That's the number you'll put in. And you'll text the, the code word Andrew AndrewBurchie959, and that will begin the connection, and then you can
1: just send, text your word in. That's right, yeah. So once you've texted that to Andrew Burchie, that thing, it'll set you up. Then you can text your word, okay? And um, so we're going to take just two minutes right now You can scan the QR code if you want to download the app to use with us in further episodes, sermons. But take two minutes right now. Picture Jesus. Picture the lover of your soul. The one who did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that through him you could have life. And Lord, what do you want to say to your daughter Donna today to strengthen and encourage her? We love your faithfulness. All right. That's close to two minutes. It's really hard to stand here in silence for two minutes. Um, so send that in to us as soon as you can. I'll be in the back sorting through some of those words, and uh, we'll see you at the end of the service to you. bless Donna.
0: Good deal. Uh, yeah, probably. We're going to see. All right. Um, we've been talking about dreams and visions. I had several dreams this week, but I just want to share one quickly with you. So I'm, I'm having this dream, and dreams can come from three different places. They can come from the enemy, and they're usually dark and condemning and violent and dirty and gross and just make you feel awful. You can have your own dreams. I call them the work dreams, where you feel like you're working all, all night trying to f- solve some problem, right? Or you're working through some insecurity that you're working through, and that's okay. That's just your brain trying to filter everything out. And then there's these, this third category of divinely inspired dreams. So I had this dream on, um, I think it was Friday night, and... Um, It was very vivid, and that's why I really paid attention to it. Because sometimes they're kind of dull, and I don't pay attention. But when they're vivid, I'm like, Lord, is this you? So even in the midst of the dream, I'm asking, Lord, is this you? That's maybe weird that I'm asking that in the middle of my dream. But here's the dream. So I'm supposed to officiate this wedding. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the wedding, and I can't get there for some reason, right? Like, the car broke down or something. I don't even remember what happened. I couldn't find my notes. I mean, everything was going wrong. It looked like one of those work dreams where you're like, Andrew, you just feel unprepared for your job. That's what's going on, right? That was my first thought, even in the midst of the dream. And one of the interesting things about the dream is I got there, and I had this white collared shirt on, and for some reason I wasn't wearing a jacket, which is normal, but my right sleeve of my shirt was completely missing right here, and I felt so awkward. You know, now you think, well, this is, Andrew, this is one of those you forgot to wear your your clothes to school dreams, right? You know those, right? But I, it was just very odd that the, only that part was missing, and so I I show up, and I know that I'm completely late, and the wedding is in the blue bayou of the Disneyland um, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, I love that ride, right? So, um, and I get there, and everyone's all seated at tables already, and they're so frustrated that I haven't been there to officiate the wedding. And so I find the groom, and I'm just, I'm just overcome with emotion because I feel like I've let them down, right? So this is feeling like a work dream, isn't it? This is why you got to hang in for a dream and ask the Lord what's happening. So I get, I get to the groom, and the groom looks just like Jacob Reed, now, if you know Jacob Reed, he plays guitar on the stage here. I am a huge fan of Jacob Reed. If he has a fan club, I'm in it. Um, and I believe that he's wise beyond his years. He's kind. He's gentle. He's a good father. He's a good husband. He. Ha- I'm a big fan of Jacob Reed. And Jacob Reed, it, the, the groom looks like him. I know it's not Jacob because Jacob's already married, right? And I said, I'm so sorry, and I'm on the verge of tears, which is a surprise to all of you because I never cry. And this is what he says, and I wrote it down. Immediately, I woke up from the dream and got my phone out, and I wrote it down because I knew it was from the Lord. He said, Andrew, this is just homework for the Lord, for the Lord is teaching us how to love each other when things go wrong. Whoa. So this groom is welcoming me, the one who feels like he's lost all of his authority. His right arm doesn't have any kind of shirt on it, by the way. This is the clarity I got and praying about it afterwards, that I felt like I had lost my authority. And he said, no, this is just how God works to teach us how to love one another. That was the Lord. Sometimes the Lord wants to speak to us through dreams because he wants to get our brain out of the way so he can speak to us what we need to hear, right? So, uh, I want to open up the floor just for a few minutes um, this morning, and if you've had a hearing God's voice moment or a dream in the last about 10 weeks, since we've been doing this series, I mean, you might have a great story from five years ago, but let's not share that this morning. I just want, I, I just keep hearing all these things from you, and I thought, well, if I don't open the floor up, then it'll be impossible for, for people to, to, for all, for me to know, and to be able for you to share. So, um, to see things, so if you want to come share, you sit right there in that front pew, and I'll call you up. Heather, why don't you lead us off, because I know you've got a story for us. Great, great, great. And I would ask you to try to make your stories briefer than longer. That way we can have more people share.
2: Right, briefer. Uh, Mine is back to finance. So hearing God's voice. when we were getting ready to move, we needed to have some yard sales. Mm. And so, as you all know, it's a lot of work to put together oh. a yard sale. And at the same time, we were gonna use that money to come to California and rebuy everything. So to me, it's like, get as much out of, you, out of things as you can. Uh, and again, my husband, who's a very generous man, he said, honey, I think we're supposed to give 100% of the proceeds from the yard sale to a specific um, ministry that was doing Bible distributions. <laughs> And so I, I just, I wasn't happy at first just sharing that, just being honest, you know, it was like, this is a lot of work and this is, you know, to put this together, we're going to give away all of it. And he said, yes. But hearing God's voice in that, the Lord said, this will be your tithe off of future yard sales. Wow. So when he spoke that, it was like, oh, okay. So we, we made about $680. We chipped in another 20 to round it to 700. We gave all those funds to this ministry and at the end of that year, we'd had other sales and marketplace and sold furniture and all these things. And guess what the total came to?
0: $6,800.
2: 7000 because we'd rounded it up. Oh, 7, yeah. yeah. So, That's so the Lord fun. was very faithful in our.
0: <laughs> I love that. To be there. I love that. Great. Thank you. All right. Come on up. Make sure you introduce yourself. Tell us your name. I mean, I know your name, but. They, don't, they might not know. Good
3: morning. Um, yeah, you know, Annie. So Annie and I, uh, last week, we were prayer walking. And so we thought we'd go to the University and Prayer Walk. So we did that. And uh, I spotted a guy right away studying. And so I went over and I said, hey, uh, are you studying for me? What, what, what week is exams? And he said, next week, which was last week. And um, I said, well, can we pray for you? And he says, yeah, sure. And so we prayed for him. Well, I just put, put this thing in our heart. We need to do this again. So we did that a couple times that day. but So uh, last uh, Wednesday, I think it was, we, uh, Annie and I got together to go to the university and she brought a big box of, uh, of uh, health bars, right? And uh, so we went around campus and there were a lot of students out there studying and started handing out Cliff bars and asking if we could pray for people for, for, for finals. And I don't think anybody said no, you know, People were stressed, right? And so we prayed for peace but, and, and, you know, blessing. And, and then as, as sometimes I would start praying, and Annie had, has an ear to hear the Lord's voice for people. And she started listening to the Lord. Well, one guy was sitting there, and he was handing out uh, stuff, on, you know, at a table. And so we sat down and started talking to him and, and uh, asked him if we could pray for him. And he says, well, yeah, sure. And so, again, I started praying, and Annie was listening and she says, you know, um, can I ask you how your relationship with your father is? And um, anyway, he, he made a comment, you know, like not, not too specific. And she said, well, I just kind of felt, I was praying and I just kind of felt like the Lord was speaking to me about that. And is there any anxiety in your life? And, and he says, yeah, I, I do struggle with that. And in fact, he said, I've been seeing my therapist about that. And uh, it was so amazing, you know, like um, he wasn't really put off. He was surprised. But um, we were able to really minister to him, pray for him, and see God really move in his life powerfully, you know. And he was just, like, amazed. That's and, so, cool. uh, so so it takes a little courage to do stuff mm-hmm. like that, but the rewards are great. And there was one more guy. We talked to quite a few, probably 12 all total. But another guy we spent quite a considerable amount of time with, and uh, he was reading a book. And uh, we started talking about C.S. Lewis and, you know, um, just all the great, um, you know, books that he wrote about God and got a great uh, opportunity to talk to him about the Lord as well. And uh, the amazing thing was that as we got up to leave, he just gave us a big hug. In fact, we got probably three really big hugs from guys on campus that day, <laughs> you know. And so we were just two little grandmas, you know, going around handing out Cliff bars and giving people words from the Lord, you know. And it was just revealing the love of God. It was it was really exciting. We were going to do it again.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so fun. So if you want to join them, you can, you can, uh, you can let them know. So come on up. This is Don Rogers. He's the uh, aforementioned husband
4: of Heather. That's right. Aloha. And I've come to know that God has wired me as a visual learner. I can be very tactile. I can hear things. But the key way that He gets my attention and helps me navigate life is through my eyes, through what I see. And so, I'm a, quite an avid dreamer. And I've come to realize that a lot of my dreams are like channel surfing, And the images will just go by really quick and no rhyme or reason to it. And it could be any number of reasons. It could be what has gone on during the day. It could be what I've eaten. It could be things that I've seen on a screen, conversations I've had, a whole bunch of things that have created the channel surfing dreams. But when there's a dream that comes along where it's somebody that I know or a circumstance that really gets my attention, I stop. And I will process it. Because generally, when I wake up in the morning, I will remember my dreams. And so, lo and behold, uh, Friday night, I had a dream about Andrew. And so, right there in the middle of all the channel surfing, Andrew was in the dream. And it was here at Neighborhood. And I remember asking him, how you doing? How are you doing mentally, physically, emotionally? And I said, what? You know, your answer, your answer kind of surprised me because it was a little bit it was a little bit evasive. It wasn't Which spot is not on. like me
0: at all. I'm not evasive. No. I'm very direct. No. was like you
4: were a bit Especially distracted. With one of my best
0: friends. Yeah. Of course I'm going to tell him exactly. It's like you exactly were a bit distracted. Going.
4: And the other thing that was really interesting about Andrew is he had this extension ladder put up against the side of the building and he was getting up on top of the fellowship hall to check the roof. And I held the ladder for him. I didn't get up there with him. And so you got up on the roof and I was chatting with him. I don't remember specifically what I said, but I could tell you were occupied with the condition of the roof. And then he got back down and then boom, the dream changed to another channel. So, I called him yesterday cuz you've been on my mind throughout the week and I think that was part of the the procuring cause of the dream. And so I called you to see how you were doing. And you'd mention that you're a bit under the weather, had a whole bunch of nasal stuff going on, um, and so being able to check in on somebody. So I think that's a key thing when you have dreams about people you know, or you have dreams about specific circumstances or situations, and you could tell the Holy Spirit has given you that dream. Follow up on it. Yeah. Pray for that person, even if you're not able to get a hold of them. I spent time praying for Andrew mm-hmm. yesterday. And love it on him, because he's my friend. He's my brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Donnie.
4: All right. Natalie, come on up. I don't know who's next, but
0: this is Natalie. Harnish.
5: Hi, Natalie. Um, Hi. I'm a first-year student at Butte College, um, so I thought I'd share that story a little yeah, bit. Yeah, So it. I get, the way God speaks to me a lot is through nostalgia kind of moments of where I'll have a dream about, like, either something I've done or something that... Little do I know that it's going to happen in the future. Um, Actually, that's been happening a lot recently. Um, But this was specifically last summer. I was still praying about what I wanted to do with school specifically and what I was supposed to do. I was really unsure and randomly had this dream that actually woke me up that I was at Butte College. This was not my plan. My plan was actually to get out of here and head over to either Pennsylvania, Virginia, or down south. Um, Three options that I were looking at. Butte College was not one of them. But I had this dream about um, a specific uh, lady, she had purple hair, um, and we were just having casual conversations um, in the lobby of the Chico campus here. And I was just like, I've never been to Chico campus in the first place, so I had no clue. But my dad and I went and looked at Butte College maybe like three weeks later, I'd never been to the campus in general, or this one. And I walk in and there's a lady with purple hair sitting in (laughs) the, um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, like in the lobby where they sell all the snacks. Yeah, her name's Cindy now, I'll say her name. Um, But she's an awesome lady and I got to know her there for the first time. and I got to know her th- throughout the semester then because I started going to Butte college and it was a confirmation for me when I walked in. I was like, wow. are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: wow. that's <laughs> <very> spe- <laughs> And it was really good that you paid attention to the specifics of the dream mm-hmm. because then you were see- able to see the confirmation later. Yeah.
5: And there was so much in between all of that, but it was, that's one of the ways God speaks.
0: So, me, so cool. Thank you, Natalie. Great. Sandra, you get to pray for Cindy the other day. Oh, that's so cool. Way to go, Hunter.
6: Hi, I'm Sandra, like Andrew said.
0: Sarah, like Andrew said. Sandra, 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 like Andrew said. Okay,
6: one for two. I'm on drugs. Um, <laughs> so, And also, I'm one of the youth group leaders for high school um, girls. Thanks. Um, eighth graders come hang out next year.
0: That's right. Good, good pitch. Nice work.
6: Yeah. Got to, you know, it's that time. It's marketing. <laughs> so, uh, I think I already told you this story, but I'm a part of an intercessory prayer team for a friend. And... Um, Basically, once a month, me and um, two other people get together and we just pray whatever we feel like the Lord is telling us. Well, since we started this series for the first time during one of those prayer meetings, I actually got a vision of her. And it was like this. It was weird because it came and I was like, no, that's just like my noggin doing stuff like let's focus on prayer. But it kept coming back, and it kept getting more vivid. And I was like, okay, this might be one of those things we've been talking about. I'm going to write it down in our notes um, so my friend can see it later. And sure enough, she texted me and was like, whoa, this hit. Like, this was real. And so, yeah, that was my experience first I love that.
0: And I love the repeating—God's a repeating God, right? If he's speaking—and I do the same thing, right, Sandra? I just go— I'm sure I'm just being ADD or distracted. Lord, I just want to focus on you and I want to pray, and then it comes back, and it comes back. That's when you know, all right, this is the Lord. So good job. way to persevere in prayer. Excellent. Terry, come on up. Very fun stories. I just want you to be encouraged that it looks different for all of us, right? And your way, hearing A way might help you find your way.: Hi, Terry.: Hi)
7: um. I'm being obedient.
0: Good job. <laughs> I'm, not a good... I'm sure you don't love being on the stage. No, I do not. Yeah.
7: <laughs> um, I had a situation, and it's connected with also Empowering Ministry. Um, I was driving out of um, Winco parking lot. lady literally came to my window and she started sharing her story. She said that she could hardly speak English. She said, my husband died four days ago. I have no money. And I knew I had money in my purse, and I said, okay, Lord, um, she needs money. And then my husband, who was next to me, he said, well, you're making me feel really guilty, so he hands me money. So I go into Enco, and I break a 100 And And um, I come back out, and she had come to the door, and I said, can I pray for you? Well, she was kissing my hand, and she was trying to kiss my foot. She said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so I prayed over and I told her, I said... You have money now. You can go into the store and buy your children food and yourself food. And I didn't know whether this was legit, but later on in the afternoon, the Lord said, this was real. This was real. So I'm thankful that I was obedient.
0: So great, thanks Terry. All right, here comes Chelsea, accompanied by Luna. Hi, hi sweet girl, hi, (laughs) I know.
8: This story has to do with her a bit, so I figured I'd bring her up. Um, (laughs) It's a little bit longer ago than your timeline.
0: That's okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll allow it.
8: Okay. Um, So, Josh and I got married back in 2020, and we both wanted kids right away, so we started trying right away, and we weren't having any success um, for about a year and a half, which I know is not as long as some people wait, but we had been waiting a long time and had it on our hearts. So I woke up one morning before we were about to go to Illinois to visit his family. And the Lord told me very clearly to stop drinking. And I'm like, you know, I like beer every once in a while or a glass of wine every once in a while. And so I was like, okay, I don't drink a lot, but if that's what I'm supposed to do. I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. And then, come find out about Christmas time I was pregnant with her so um, it was like you know November when we got pregnant and December when we found out we were pregnant with her so it was like right around that time that we got pregnant that Jesus God told me to stop drinking so I mean
0: so great (laughs) and I love the fact that Luna's already ready for the worship team look at her (laughs) She's got that microphone. (laughs) She does practice in the mornings. She was up here practicing on Wednesday night and as well as this morning. Oh, Bob gave her a mic. Oh, thanks, Bob. Train her her up the way she should go, right? Oh, there's her microphone right there. So she has her microphone for the pew, right? So I'm going to ask my buddy Al Cockrell to share really quick. Come on up, Al. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, Al leads our morning prayer. in the chapel, a little bit after nine each Sunday morning. And next week will be a little bit different because we'll be on the island. But um, the Lord's been speaking to you about a few things. And I'll let you choose what you want to share. But if you want to share about what God's shown you about Pentecost, that would be okay too. I'm teeing you up, baby. It's it's dangerous
9: to give a mic. I'm standing with you. (laughs) Uh, I've really been rocked the last couple of years. We haven't really celebrated or done anything about Pentecost. I've come, in on, I've come in on Pentecost Sunday and I've talked to people and it's like, oh, that's great. No problem. See you later. Let me talk about, let me talk about the golf tournament going on today. And I've really focused this year that I don't want to let Pentecost go away. And so today, today is the sixth Sunday since Resurrection Sunday. Next week is the Sunday that we celebrate Pentecost. The power and the anointing that came upon the the 120 in the upper room that empowered them in Acts 2 to spread the gospel throughout the whole Mediterranean region. And it really been focused on, on the times that Jesus has appeared to the to the disciples and to the believers in that day um, for after his resurrection. <clears throat> and and I, I was looking at a, a lot of the stuff, and it, and it says at the, end of, at the end of Mark 16, it says that as the disciples watched Jesus ascend into heaven that they continued to preach with power and with authority. And then then God has been speaking to me through the fact that as I look at Scripture, it ties one Scripture to another Scripture to another Scripture to another Scripture. Um, I lead a group of guys on Wednesday morning, and uh, a couple of them are saying, I don't have enough fingers to hold places in the Bible for the verses you're taking us to at the moment. <clears throat> but I found this one in Acts chapter 5 that ties right in with Pentecost. And it's, it's Peter and John have been in, in the temple. They've been preaching day after day, so much so that miracles, signs, and wonders are happening. And people are bringing, bringing sick people into the temple and laying them down, hoping that Peter's shadow will touch them and they will be healed. So Peter and John get arrested. And they, and they get taken before the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And there's a gentleman by the name of Gamaliel. He says, put them out for a minute. Let's have a discussion. And he tells the rest of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, be very careful with what you do with these men. There's a man named Thaddeus. He led a group of 400 people. When he died, they went away. There was another man who came, and when he died, his 200 followers went away. And he says, If this is of man, it will go away. Talking about the power and the anointing that they received at Pentecost. And and then Gamaliel says, if it's of God, there's nothing we can do. Nothing. Here we are, 2,000 years, standing in the church, worshiping a God that proves that what the Scripture says is true. It proves that Jesus' resurrection is true because it's never gone away. So my question is, and my my question, challenge to you is this week prepare your heart for the anointing of Pentecost to come that's coming next week because his power and his authority and his wind are going to come upon us and our city needs it right. our state needs it our world needs it if you look at what's going on
7: yep.
9: Yep. we have to be prepared so I challenge you this week prepare your heart can you, can you put up with the kids, with the, kid, the children's church uh, flyer on the screen from this morning? Because if you, if you caught it, look at what it says. No one is powerless when we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy yep. Spirit.
0: Even kids have the Holy Spirit. They don't have a junior version. Nice sermon. Al serving as our uh, Senior Adults Care Pastor now, and I'm super thankful for him. We'll tell you more about that later. Uh, last testimony, and then Mike Wadlow will be coming up and telling us about these words. You are?
10: Marian. Marian. <laughs> I'm Marian, and m- many of you, we know you know us. I'm Marian, um, Abuna's wife. We're from Egypt, missionaries here, and since we've come here, the Lord has laid on our hearts to pray for revival. And he said, I'm coming to visit this region with revival. And we were not planning to share this morning, but what Don shared and what Al shared just prompted us to share. Because on May 4th, uh, Thursday, May 4th, in our prayer time, as we were praying for revival, the Holy Spirit gave Abuna a vision of a ladder lying flat on the floor. And we're like, Lord, what has this got to do with revival? And he said, this is the ladder of prayer. In order for you to go to the upper room, you need to raise up the ladder of intercessory prayer in the region. And so when you shared about the ladder, and you are leading the Wednesday, the Wednesday noon prayer, you went up the ladder. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, so we're like, okay, Lord, we understand that prayer is necessary if we are seeking the Lord for an outpouring, for a visitation, for a harvest in our region, beyond anything that we've had before. And uh, one, one practical way to, to start praying is in the season of Pentecost, because actually many believers in the body of Christ around the world are dedicating the 10 days before Pentecost as days of prayer. They're calling them 10 days of Pentecost and just praying for an outpouring and a, a revival all over the world. Yep. And we don't, wanna be, we don't wanna be missed out as Butte County. So uh-huh. I encourage us to dedicate some time either as an in, like individual time or it's better to get together with others. Even if you can't do it physically, do it on the phone, on Zoom, join a prayer meeting on Wednesday night at noon, here at the Fellowship Hall, Tuesday night at 7 p.m., Fireside Room.
0: Yep. That's so great. Michael, come on up. I totally agree with that. The word that's sitting on that the Lord gave me in January was, this season is to be punctuated and saturated with prayer. That is the way forward for the power of God to be displayed um, in this season. So that's definitely been on my heart, and um, it's good. All right. So we had a listening exercise for our friend Donna. Donna.
1: Yeah. And, so um, you guys are getting really comfortable with this because the words are getting longer. It's good. Which is harder for you to put together. It was right? an adventure today, yes. Um, but also, you guys, are a lot more pictures.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, good job, so everybody.
1: For the sake of time, I'm not going to read everybody's picture. I'm going to try and pick out all the themes and then Donna will get the, the final version of this. But just so you know, if I didn't read your exact stuff, it doesn't mean that you weren't right or that I ignored it. It just means, for the sake of time...
0: Otherwise, we'll be here till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's right, yeah. yeah.
1: But you guys did really good, so...
0: How many words came in?
1: Uh, I don't remember.
0: Okay. Donna. I know it, it was like 71 last time we did this, so... Okay, Just yeah. to give you an idea.
1: You guys are doing good. Donna, do you want to stand up for us?
0: So we can see who you are. There's sweet Donna right there.
1: How many of you guys know Donna? Everybody My, should give Donna a hug today. Yeah, that's right. My grandmother in the faith right there. That's right. Super encourager. Yes. All right, so Donna... Um, Lots of themes for you. Lots of themes. Uh, specifically, that the Lord has peace for you. He has joy for you. He has strength for you. He has healing for you. It's important that you know that you are so loved. Um, he has glory for you. There's lots of uh, stories or pictures of things related to peace and sitting with the Lord. Joy. Uh, in his presence, but him also um, steering you or comforting you, leading you along the way, um, shielding you, all kinds of good stuff like that. Um, The Lord wants to give you rest and carry your burdens for you. See if I can find this one. It was really fun. Um.
0: It's totally legal, by the way, after the service, that if you want to go give your word verbally to her, she's in a yellow shirt, she would love that.
1: Yep. It's legal. Um, You are his beloved, and he's kissing you on the forehead, and he's got it. Oh. Picture of you being guided into a room full of loved ones. There's lots of laughter and joy, and it's very cozy, and everyone's happy to be there and to see you, to welcome you. It's like they've been waiting for you. Um, Jesus smiles even when he thinks of you. (laughs) Um, I can't find it right now, but there there was one where somebody saw an image of a crown being pressed on your head, like super glued. (laughs) (laughs) And there's some other imagery in here as well that... Um, that has to do with the fact that, that the Lord really wants you to understand your worth and your position in Him. And uh, so, he's, He wants to make that permanent for you. Yep. So, um, for the sake of time, I'm going to leave it at that. But there was lots and lots of good responses. You guys did great today.
0: Thanks, you guys, for doing that. Can you hand me that book real, real quick, Veronica? I just want to say thank you to those who... Um, wrote comments for me in this book. I unwrapped it this morning. I, got, I received it this morning and just started kind of leafing through and then I couldn't do anymore. I had to put it aside because I knew I needed to talk and not cry for the rest of the day, but this is really precious. So thank you just celebrating 25 years and some really fun old pictures and some... Some voices from past ministry and things like that. So thank you for being a part of that, if you were a part of it. Um, We're going to invite the prayer team to come up. I want you to stand um, as we close. I want to pray for you. Uh, Thanks to those of you who shared this morning. It's really helpful um, to see what God's doing. And I want to challenge you, as we get ready for uh, Pentecost next week, to have an expectation as you come to church next week. Have an expectation for the Holy Spirit to be working, speaking, and revealing. Even giving you new gifts. I believe that's what Pentecost is all about. And it's also a time when God's love is poured out exponentially by the, through the Holy Spirit. So, you had a word real quick? No,
1: actually. It just takes a second. Takes a second. Hey, um, some of you have come down here and seen this and you're like, yeah, I would never do that. Uh, and I just talked to a woman even maybe it was two days ago, who was like, I've never prayed for an adult out loud before. And there are some of you, you need to be praying for people, but it would maybe, you'd feel better if somebody helped you a little bit. Well, we are going to do a prayer training. It'll be the same training. These folks get down here in the front. On June 11th, after church, it's a three-hour training. If you wanted to learn more about praying for people, but also about hearing the voice of God for other people, getting pictures, visions, interpreting, Knowing when to speak and not to speak about something you're seeing or perceiving, June 11th after church, more information coming. So, just
0: coming to that doesn't mean you're signing up for anything. You can just come and experience it.
1: That's right. right? This is just a training. Anybody's welcome.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's open to everybody. No one's going to sign you up for something you don't want to be a part of or you're not ready for. That's right.
1: It's 11.30,
0: which means it's time for you to be able to pray and then be prayed for and visit and Find somebody, take them, take them to lunch next week. I want to remind you, because a lot of you don't show up right on time, and you miss this announcement at the beginning. God bless your hearts. But we're meeting outdoors next week on the island. If you've never been to the island, you can go visit it today. You should go out these doors, go to the left, go down across the bridge. That's the island. It has grass. It's beautiful. It has a creek. It's, but you, got, you should bring a chair. Or bring a blanket. You can sit on the, on the ground if you like. It's gorgeous, and it's always a great time. We've got some great things planned, but I think the Holy Spirit has some great things planned as well. So, Lord, thank you for the expectation of these these days. Lord, thank you for even the opportunity I have to be on a Zoom call with nations around the world to talk about the command of Christ tomorrow. God, we pray for a blessing even on my ability to share and and pray into this with others from all over the world. God, you are moving this week and we expect to hear from you. Fill our nights with dreams of you and give us Pictures and visions and words for others as well as our own hearts. Build our own identity and help us understand who we are as sons and daughters who are loved by you. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this family that I dearly love. I pray your richest blessings today. God, may there be a new openness to receive prayer this morning. And may there be an expectation that you're moving and working. So we pray this all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So we'll see you on the island next week.